What can I say? We're givers. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Episode 389, Gifts Galore, Giving Some More. We had a great response to our gift giving episode and gift idea episode, and so by popular demand, we're doing another episode with other fabulous ideas uh, to gift your loved ones or yourself. And we're excited to share with you what we found, and we will be highlighting the things we would really like to be under our own trees. <laughs> the only problem is the people that give us gifts are not actually listening to this. Oh, yes. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but I did offer Kevin to go on Fortnum & Mason and put a put a put one of those hampers together that he could then purchase Oh, that was so nice of you. Saving him Wasn't time. it? Wasn't it? Yes. Well, yeah. Because okay. we're givers, right? We are. Just giving, giving ease, removing stress, mm-hmm. making it just really simple for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, gosh, there's just so many lovely things out there. And um, what a fun episode to get ready for. You know? I mean, last time I kind of had to cut myself off. I kept finding more things. And this time I... I think I found some real winners. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so fun putting these together. I mean, not that we, because that's what we like doing is picking out pretty things. And yeah, so I mean, there were some of the things I actually found that I have that I thought, oh, I love these things. So maybe somebody else would like to have these things too. I'm waiting to hear whether or not you come up with one that I'm going to laugh at and then everyone's going to love, like last year's uh, glass Mm. Food containers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know what's Christmas without glass food containers <laughs> under your tree? Oh my gosh, mom! A whole set. Thanks. Said no one, but mm-hmm. to yeah, my well. surprise, people were really excited about that, and they were buying them and giving them as gifts. And of course, I got some, and I've been using them all year. Well, hello. They are made in France. They are made in France. You're absolutely right. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, I'm going to start last episode, I started with something that was very uh, philanthropic. I talked about adopting a family. So I don't know if anybody's, you know, remember that you were Mm -hmm. like, oh, can I even follow up on that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) no. And I didn't. Oh, see, she didn't tell me she was going to do this. My earthly delight. Catch me up. That's right. No, no. Well, I'll just, let's just get this lovely thing out of the way. Um, It is planning a day with a friend or your mom sister, anybody, your husband, boyfriend, whoever, anybody who enjoys, well, spending the day with you, but anybody who enjoys gardens or beauty, check out the Garden Conservancy. They have open days and they have them in in many, many cities all across the United States. Um, They're usually in the spring. I checked. I'm not sure that the dates for 2020 are even up yet, but here's what you could do. And this is what I've done. I did this for many years with a dear friend of mine. I did it for her birthday. I would get us tickets and then put a little card together. Sometimes I'd put a little seed packet in there or something to get her excited about, you know, just gardening. And then we would plan the entire day to spend together. I'd pick her up, we'd drive, and you get a self-guided map to the gardens that are in your area. There's uh, usually a garden open days in Pasadena, which is where I live. And then there was one in Los Angeles. We loved it so much that we would go to both. Um, Usually they were on different weekends. And it's just magical. You just walk around these absolutely beautiful gardens, get great ideas. And then maybe you go out to lunch or something like that, or you go out for tea afterwards. So that is an experience that, you know, really, I mean, it's going to stay with you all year long. And I always look forward to doing that with my dear friend. Oh, how nice. Did you ever check out whether or not they had something like that in Houston? I bet they do. You know, I don't remember checking on that, but I really should. I mean, there are some gardens here. They're really beautiful. And even if it's not through the Garden Conservancy, if you just check, you know, if you Googled garden tours in your and put in your city, well, probably there's something. Actually, there's some beautiful gardens at Bayou Bend, and they have a Christmas village for families. And uh, Evie and I are going to volunteer 
Wow. Uh, at that You event. guys are like elves this year. I know. So we're doing that, and uh, we're really excited about doing that. So we'll be helping the, the kiddos with the activities and families kind of helping them find the activities that they want and uh, just generally helping out. So I'm excited. Yeah, I got to bring my elf hat. Oh, how fun. Oh, yeah. Take pictures of you doing that. I love seeing you guys in action. So anyway, you know, the garden tour is an idea, but any sort of experience and it it doesn't have to be like right now, here's the tickets in your hand. You just write a lovely note and let the person know this is what you're planning and you would love to take them to what have you you know, mm-hmm. a play, even something like that, go to a museum and take them out to lunch for the day. So, you know, cause things are great. And we're going to tell you about some great things, uh, today in this episode and in the last episode, and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But, you know, having an experience and making a memory is really much more long lasting. Well, that's a good point. And you know what I did this year was I bought a dual membership to the Museum of Fine Art Houston. And the museum is not just one building. There's actually uh, several buildings and private homes that uh, that were gifted to the museum. So it's a, a several things, several uh, things that you can see. And there's a brand new building, massive building that they're building. Uh, so the museum is expanding, but the dual membership means I get in with a guest. And so I can bring whoever I want. It doesn't have to be the same person every time. So I'm inviting my friends, come with me to the museum and you've got oh. free admission because I've got my uh, dual you know, membership. That's terrific. Yeah, well, so I think that's kind of a fun next thing. Next time do. I come, I'm going to be expected <laughs> to be taken. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll go all over. So are we ready? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. It's H O D. I don't know how to pronounce it. Usually these French words I do look up, but it's for collecting the grapes. And so they have one at, I think I found this at Ballard Designs. I do have the links for all of these items, but it's a beautiful kind of patinaed greenish, you know, the green patina. Mm-hmm. And it is metal. And this is one that you can hang on your wall and then put fresh greenery in. So if you like to decorate for the seasons, this is a great thing to put on the wall to put your greenery in and oh. other things. So if you gave this as a gift, so I know this one's maybe not the most traditional gift you would give someone, but uh, if you put, you could put presents in it, you could put some cookies in it, you know, if you were giving this as a gift and then they have it to hang on the wall later, or you could put some fresh greenery in it. And then, you know, in the spring, they can put flowers in it or uh, spring branches, whatever. But well, it's really that's a, a very unique gift. Well, that's what I thought. Yes. Wow. You'd really have to know that the person would like that. But well, I think <laughs> if they did, it are you so saying exciting. it's a very specific gift that won't work for everyone? Is that what you're trying to tell me? This is the thing about gift giving. It has to be specific. Oh, I'm seeing it right now. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's only $29.99. Well, there you go. Okay. So these people, these uh, grape gatherers would wear this uh, galvanized type of uh, very narrow oval-shaped bucket on Mm -hmm. their backs. Right. Right. Wow. I guess. Mm -hmm. So the grapes didn't get squished and leaked on you. They just throw them back there, I guess. Oh, all right. I've seen them in antique shops. I've seen real antique ones, and mm-hmm. I've seen some where they've hand painted shields on the on ah. them or other like heraldry work. Yeah, and it's just beautiful. Not cheap, but really quite nicely done. I've seen some really beautiful ones. Well, this one's really pretty. And, you know, I would say it's kind of like an alternative to the olive basket, which, you know, they're everywhere. And maybe you want to have something that's a little bit different. Well, this would do well hanging on a wall. Yes. So if you want, so here's the thing. I think there's so much bad art. We've said that before. This is a nice way to put something on the wall that's elegant and you can change it out and put different things in it. And so it's got a different look all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a very classic look and it's not going to be artwork that's going to go out of style or look like something everyone else has. Yes, you're absolutely right. Okay. Here's a gift for the germaphobe. I'm not talking to anyone specifically (laughs) here, but, um, the phone soap. I dare to oh. say call it a gadget because it seems like more as like a little machine. You mean to clean your phone? Yes. Oh. Ultraviolet lights. Oh, you put your phone in there. You just have to make sure your phone is off. Please. Make sure your phone is off. You put it in there. It's a smartphone sanitizer. Because um I'm not even gonna let you look at the link because they're gonna tell you all the things that are on your phone. Yes. I do actually clean mine with alcohol. 
<laughs> yeah, I do wipe mine off. And then every once in a while, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take the girls like, oh, gosh. So um, it's $80. Um, and you can also put, they say you can put just about anything in there, your credit cards. Like, just think about the cooties on your credit oh, cards. Yeah. So right? now what All happens these if you leave your phone on and you put it in there? I'm really curious. What happens? Well, I... They definitely tell you to turn your phone off, but it's because it's being zapped with ultraviolet lights. Probably you don't want to have it on. I don't know. I'm sure that there's somebody that left it on. There's probably somebody who did that, and there's probably somebody talking about it on the internet. But uh, just be on the safe side. Make sure your phone's off. Okay. okay. You know, and um, it could be part of your daily routine. You know, when you come home, you just have it on the counter and you you sanitize your phone. I don't know. Nice. Laura got one already from my mother. What a surprise. <laughs> My mother, overly clean disease lady. Um, she was like, oh, this is a fabulous thing. And um, I think Ava's getting one for Christmas as well. So we'll have two. Or Ava well, will take hers with her. Yeah, I think that is something we would be horrified to find out just how many germs are on those phones. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I don't even want to know. But I know that's a good point. Right. Because mm-hmm. hmm. you can't really just dump it in the sink with the dishwasher. Dishwater. No, no, no. Okay. Well, the next thing, I really want one of these. It is so pretty. It is an old fashioned, I say old fashioned in that it's a, it's an apron, but it's a kind that goes, it's not just the kind that's just in front, but mm-hmm. it's a blue and cream striped fabric on this apron. It's from Sir Tab, and it looks very Greek. I guess mm-hmm. for lack of it, it's just or French. It's really pretty. Uh huh. It just has a, a quiet elegance to it, and I I normally just prefer white aprons, but this one I could do. It's really pretty. And does it go? Is it um, kind of bibbed, or is it just the waist kind? It, well, it is bibbed. It actually from the front. I mean, as I'm looking at the picture they showed from the front, it looks like a dress, basically. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's not. Don't. You well, know, you know, there was definitely... open in the back. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, <laughs> don't worry. I'm so breezy today. I don't know what's going on. Anita <laughs> suggested this outfit. Uh, well, there was... I, I mean, I don't know if it was everywhere, but there was a period of time where... It was kind of a look to wear a really cute vintage apron like over a t-shirt and jeans, which is super cute. Oh, I think I skipped that one. Yeah, yeah. Super cute. I mean, I wasn't doing it. I I think it was probably, you know, more for, you know, maybe kids. So when I say it looks vintage, it does not look like grandma's. Yeah. It's not flouncy. There's no flowers on it. There's no ruffles. It's very clean and and crisp looking with the stripes. And there's there's no foo-foo on it. Well, that's nice. It's just pretty. Great thing to package up with a great cookbook or something like that for your favorite chef or wannabe chef. Um, okay, I have something that um, smells good and also will probably evoke like some nice memories. The homesick candles. Have you guys heard of those? So they have scents for the cities that you're from or the cities maybe that you want to go to or a city you visited and you miss. Um, and they conjure up these scents that are supposed to evoke the, you know, sort of the feel of being in that city. So there's New York, there's Los Angeles, there's uh, cities in Texas, there's cities all over the place. Um, So you can check those out. I'll put the link to the show notes. They're $30 each. Nice. Well, and I found another thing that is uh, decor, home decor, but I think it's very, fairly neutral in that it's white. It's a Ming Pagoda in a glossy white ceramic. So it's very, but it's very tall. And you know how we say to have fewer larger things rather than a lot of small things. So I think this would work in about any kind of decor. It's about 18 inches tall. Mm-hmm. But here's the cool thing about it. It has all these little windows in it. Mm-hmm. So you put your little candle or your, I'd probably just do one of those uh, battery operated candles inside the pagoda. And then, mm-hmm. you know, all the light comes out through the windows. That sounds oh, fun. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine that would price. look pretty if someone had a collection of those blue and white um, ginger jars and things like that. It might look pretty yeah, mixed in with things like that. I think it would go, honestly, though, I think it would go well with a neutral palette. I think it would go well with a lot of color. Mm-hmm. I think it would just go with about anything. But yes, with the blue and whites, I think it would be great as well. Um, okay. Here's something from Ballard that I really liked. Um, the Amelia Vase. And you can personalize it with the monogram. And they have a variety of fonts that you can choose. Is it ceramic? 
It's um, it's gold. It's stainless coated in gold. Oh wow! You know, I mean, not real gold. Hello, it's twenty nine dollars yeah. and twenty five cents, and I think for six fifty more, that's how you can get the monogram. But you have a choice of probably it looks like nine or maybe even twelve different types of monograms, and it's a three letter monogram. Most of them, so lovely, um, nice size vase. It's eight and a quarter by five. You know, it's just so lovely, bigger than a bud, but you know, not overwhelming. It's the Amelia vase. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Nice. I found a round marble kind of serving board from Sir Latob, and it's really pretty. And you know how everybody loves marble, but not everybody has marble on their countertop. But it's such a lovely material, and it's so pretty, and it's such a nice thing for serving cheeses and other things. And it's or, so or great just... how it doesn't stain. Well, oh. yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. Okay. okay, we don't have to go there. Do again. not. Okay, if we don't have to go there. We're going. If doing you're gifts. marble stained, you contact Kelly, not me. Yeah, <laughs> bring it. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so anyway, this is a marble slab that you can use in your kitchen, and I think it would be great for even just putting some pictures on there with your, you know, wooden spoons in it or something else, maybe salt and pepper shakers or just a vase of flowers or something. I think this is a nice kind of little riser that you could, could use. So not just for food. Sorry. Yeah, almost like a little mini pedestal. Yes, mini in that exactly. it's not that high. Hey, but. I found at my Trader Joe's the olive board. Remember, I was so jealous that you got those? Yes, I saw them again today. You got one? I got one. And I'm like, it's very crowded in my Trader Joe's always. Yes. And here I am. What's right next to them? But the candles. I think I gave you guys a heads up a couple episodes ago. Uh, and they're ago. in mine. The, the candles are in stock. Okay, right they're now. it's they're seasonal in their minds, so you may want to do what I did, buy a case. Um, they're did they have the two ninety nine? But the olive board was right next to it, so there I am going through every olive board, you know, to find the one that I want. Yes, uh, yes. because they're all different. They're really beautiful. What yes, was, they are. What was the seven ninety nine? Well, I don't remember. Did they I have the so. wooden bowls where you were? No, no bowl. Oh yet. my goodness, they're so. Charming, and you could put nuts or candies in mm-hmm. them, dried fruits. They're really beautiful. I love the little bowls uh, as much or more than no, the see, boards. I was so excited I got the thing. Now you make me feel bad. I don't have the I, bowls yet. No, the board's the best. I'm going to go- say that. I meant the boards <laughs> are the best. The board is really charming. And they're all sort of shaped a little bit differently. Mine, I picked one out that is very rough on the edges. looks just like it was, you know, just cut from the tree. Um, and I, I, I should just get three or four of these. So I think I'm going to go back and get a few more because they are well, great they make gifts. a great gift. Yeah, great gift. So I wish I had bought more. I got all sort of in a frenzy and then I was blocking the aisle. And so I was like, oh, okay, excuse me. Um, but yeah, put that with – you don't have to buy cheese, but you could buy some pretty spreaders, which can I just jump right in here with one more? I found those French um, – that French utensil, Le Goulet. Le yes. Yes. Did I say that right? The one uh, that we talked about a few episodes yeah. ago that we both mm-hmm. love. Okay. So I have them in the ivory and you love them in the blue, right? And I have the knives and I think you have more utensils. Well, I just found the spreaders in the ivory at uh, Williams Sonoma for forty seven ninety nine. So I think you get four or maybe even six of them. So, you know, obviously alone, they would be a beautiful gift. They come in their own box. So pretty. But if you really wanted to do something super lovely basket put one of these olive boards from trader joe's a set of these spreaders and then maybe a couple of lovely hard cheeses that you know maybe you know they could sit under the tree a little bit not something soft what a lovely gift what a great hostess gift oh my goodness i know they had lemon curd fudge sauce so many things. I, in fact, Evie saw it because actually you called me yesterday while I was at Trader Joe's. I know. Remember. We talked right through the shopping until we got to the checkout because that's uh, rude. <laughs> it is stopped. rude. I did get off the phone then. But uh, yeah. And when I got home, Evie said, wow, this is quite a long register receipt from Trader <laughs> Joe's. But it's like you said, too. It's their Christmas time. I bought some uh, dark chocolate caramels for the holidays and there's this is really the time to go to Trader Joe's, even if you don't go the rest of the year, because they have so many holiday things that they don't normally have, like yeah. the tapers, like the olive boards and the bowls, if yours happen to ha- happens to have those, and so many Christmas treats. 
chocolates and cookies and uh, advent. Ca- if you like chocolate advent calendars or you want an advent calendar for your cat. <laughs> I saw that one. I was like, is that really? Why would they have a advent calendar with a cat on it? It's for your cat? I think it is for your cat. Wow. Okay. And people were buying them. People were buying them. Well, I so, mean, I, I, I don't what judge. am I going to say? If there was one for a dog, I would have bought three of them. What am I going to say? Exactly. So I, I don't judge. So anyway, I thought, okay, I'm going to pass on that. But I don't have a cat. <laughs> one that thinks he's mine, but he's not. Okay. So speaking of olives and the olive boards, if you're really into this Greek kind of olivey or Mediterranean olivey thing, I love the olive topiaries. I feel like you're going to suggest we go to Greece at any moment. We had this well, Greek-inspired that, apron, now yes, olive boards. That is where I want to go next. Really? Yes. Have you been? Never. Have you? Yes. Oh. Many a well, year ago. See? It was so fun. There are places I have not been. This is ridiculous. you got to get around. Come it's on. terrible. Yeah. Well, you know. That's a good one to have in your list. Yeah. So, okay, these, so there's a large and a tall. The large, oh, they start at 5175 for the sources I found. So, and these are really pretty ones. So, are they live nice, or faux? These are faux and they are in a nice aged clay pot. Nice. Who makes those? Do you remember? I think it's Ballard's, but I have the link and I'll have to find that. But, okay. Let me get, take us back to food for a moment. Now, this is tried and true. It's not inexpensive, but this is something, you know. Again, I mentioned this before in the other episode. I think like buying things for my parents are really hard. Like they don't really want stuff, you know, and they, I buy a lot of books for them and things like that or ex- experience things. Um, and so I've, I've really hit a home run with this one a couple of years in a row for Christmas. I'll do some nice wines and because sometimes we don't see them for Christmas. And then I send them this beef tenderloin from Williams Sonoma. So again, it's not inexpensive, but it will last them for a long time. And if they're traveling for the holidays, they can put it away and then have it New Year's Eve or something like that. And it's from Perini Farms, which is in Buffalo Gap, Texas, which... I haven't been to, but maybe you have, Anita. No, and I haven't been there. It is the most delicious beef tenderloin you'll wow. ever taste in your entire wow. life. And it just melts in your mouth and you can have it room temperature. So if if you're having a party, it's not something where you have to be like, oh, I have to get this out at the exact time. You can certainly have it warm. My dad likes everything hot, hot, hot. So that my mom warms it up. But I think most people would just leave it at, out at room temperature. It serves 16 to 18 people as an appetizer, probably more people as um, just a, like a past hors d'oeuvre and six to eight people for a full-on meal. Wow, what a great gift. Yeah, it's really good. And it comes packaged so well. And you know, it's just yummy. So yummy. I think well-packaged, beautiful beautifully presented food makes a great gift for something like that or some beautiful jams the beautifully packaged together right or you're if you're thinking to yourself oh wow i'm having people for christmas and you know to be dealing with the turkey all day or whatever you might be doing maybe you're doing a beef or something like that i won't tell anybody if you order this <laughs> you don't just put all that william sonoma wrapping away and present <laughs> this on a beautiful board with some like sprigs of rosemary or something and you're good to go well there's no uh, there's there's no shame in buying some of the food that you serve especially these days who makes everything from scratch anymore uh, so no one, <laughs> probably well, someone, but I, right. kudos to them. But yeah. Right. But I mean, I like making things from scratch, but I don't, but I don't have any problem buying certain things. Yeah. Um, Cause it's not fun mm-hmm. to be doing everything because no, that, then uh-uh. it's overwhelming. No. So on the topic of food, what sounds better than a picnic outside, right? Well, yeah, depending on what temperature it is. <laughs> in a beautiful, in a beautiful. Okay, just picture this beautiful garden, and you're taking your picnic basket, and you're bringing your picnic throw. Oh, and nice! Your picnic throw is wrapped up in a leather strap that you're carrying across your shoulder. Very nice, and it is a plaid Pendleton. Blanket. Oh, yes. I think that's a good one. Okay. That is what is on my list. Okay. Oh, yes. Well, and I'll tell you, well, when I was in London in the Fortnum and Mason, which I basically lived at for a 
Right. Part you of really didn't need to get a hotel room. If you could no, just no, pretty there. much. Exactly. I was just there during the day. And they had the beautiful blankets with these leather straps that you could carry. But now their blankets actually had plastic on one side of the blanket. So they really were just for a picnic. Oh, right. So they would would have been a little crinkly, I think, to use it if you're sitting on the sofa watching TV. But this blanket, I did check it out. It is, um, I, oh, it's, yeah, it is. It's a pottery barn. It does not have a plastic liner. So if you're going to use it actually for a picnic, you might want to bring a, a tarp or something to put under it. But right. this one you could use if you're going for a car ride, you know, mm-hmm. with the, 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 you know, if you're just sitting outside by the fire, actually, I would think to take it out by the fire pit if you're sitting outside, just to yeah. kind of wrap up in, it'd be so nice to take with you. Yeah. And if somebody that you know is a real sports buff and they go to football yeah, games a, and things like a that. stadium blanket. Hockey exactly. games, really great to have. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. So we talked a little bit about traveling. Or so you're going to Greece and he is just back from London. How about this really unique item that I found for the traveler or would-be traveler in your life? It's a travel pillow that is part that then inflates, but it's part of an infinity scarf. So does everybody know what an infinity scarf is? It's the kind that doesn't have an end. It kind of mm-hmm. loops around. So, so it's going to choke you when it inflates? Is that what you're saying? No, it's not like pull the cord and then you're, <laughs> you're inflates. I, I'm assuming you have to inflate it yourself, but it's tucked away inside this really lovely scarf that you can loop around. Now, I love okay. to have either a shawl or some kind of oversized scarf on when I travel mm-hmm. because True. one minute I'm hot, one minute the person next exactly. to you puts on the air blowing and then you're cold. And I am not a person that will bring those head, those neck pillows. You know, like I'm like, I'm just yeah. so, I like to travel so light. I don't want to deal with that puppy you thing. Can, you can make a spectacle of yourself walking down, you know. Yeah. I just like airport I, if they're it's all inflated and it's kind of around your neck it looks a little funny right right or people yeah. have to then it's attached and then you got to go to security so here's this wonderful mm-hmm. thing if you wanted yeah, to that's use great. it you're on the plane you can use it mm-hmm. and it is thirty eight dollars I'll put the link to it nice. in the show notes. and the scarf is a pretty one that's attached to the it? scarf is so pretty it's available okay. in basic black or gray perfect okay. goes with everything and yeah and it's just tucked inside so when you're wearing the scarf you don't even see it nice okay. So I'm still thinking, you know, about London. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, I think you and I both have this, but some people may not. And that is a brown Betty teapot. <laughs> I'm thinking I, if you don't have one, right? You must have one. Yes. Exactly. Well, some people swear by them, meaning that they swear that their tea tastes better from a brown Betty pot than anything else. And they say it's from the clay that it's made from. Uh, I have not done any taste tests with the Brown Betty. I have done taste tests with microwaved water and water from a tea kettle, an electric tea kettle. And I will tell you, there is a difference there. I can tell you from that I found out myself. But the Brown Betty, I need to do my own test. But that's oh. some people swear by it. Now, for the people who don't know what a Brown Betty is, and it's no shame if you don't, because it's kind of like an odd thing. I remember when, I don't know how it came up. It wasn't, we weren't recording but we were talking about something and i and you were like you know what a brown betty is <laughs> so so what so maybe just explain what it is i mean it's pretty obvious but you know in case somebody well, doesn't know it's a it's a teapot that's brown brown it's, it's, it's brown <laughs> that, and it's a, that you call betty <laughs> well right but they're called brown bettys and they're very famous english teapots and I know they were very popular in the 40s. I don't know when they first, or I think of them as being popular then. I don't know when those were first uh, made. Yeah, I don't either. Probably 20th century sometime, early 20th century, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But they're very popular. And this particular one I found is made in England. And from the, you know, I think it's from the same pottery uh, company that, that, has been making them for, for many Hence the years. the superior clay, I guess. Well, right, from that superior clay. Because if you buy a fake one, 
made in China, I can, you know, it's not the same thing. So it right. may not taste like this tea that they, they talk about. But they come in different sizes and uh, they're just cute teapots. They are super cute. Like, And if mm-hmm. you were in London or you were living in England, maybe somewhere anywhere in England, you'd probably have like a tea cozy on it too. The whole oh, well, that's my, okay. Should I just go ahead and tell you my next one then? Well, I guess you should. Did I just blow it? <laughs> you just blew it. It's a tea cozy. Because if you've got a teapot, you need a tea cozy. And this particular one that I'm highlighting is one that I have that I've had for several years. And it's my favorite tea cozy of all time. It is a Scotty dog. Oh, and it's cute. And it's, um, it's from the Ulster Weavers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a plaid and he's got a little scarf around his neck. And he just sits right on top of your teapot. He's super cute. Oh, cute. Yes. So you get your teapot and your tea cozy and you're all set. For your tea lovers. Okay. Yes. Um, This one I just really thought was charming. And it's um, either for a couple or you can have a a family as well. It's a personalized pushpin world map that has this sort of old world look to it. Uh, you know, picture, a, you know, a, an old map of the world, you know, flat. And um, then on the bottom, kind of like the scrolly garland, if you will. And in that would be the, either the name of the couple or the name of the, the family. And then they give you a hundred push pins and you can then push the pins in to wherever you've traveled. So if you're a homebody... This isn't for you. Then you can just have a yeah. A you just map. have all your pins on your house, right? You have all your but pins if you just like in one to, spot, right? So don't give it to someone who's a homebody. But if it's somebody who loves to travel, they would probably enjoy putting pins in all the places. Yeah, that they can. yeah. So I know somebody who's her goal is to go to all fifty of the U.S. states. So uh, for her, I think it would be great. Yes, it would mm-hmm. be so great. Or you know, anybody like I, I think it's just fun to see. Sometimes we think about all the places that we've all been because I, I don't think about our family as like really. We're like, not big travelers. I over the top travelers, but mm-hmm. then you know, yeah. with work and all these things over the course of many years, you know, we get around. Um, so it's kind of fun, and I think it would be fun if, especially if you had some, um, littler kids, and then you went through. Uh, you know, several years with them, and they could look back and see all the places they've been. Yeah, well, maybe you could do it too. Of pins where you'd like to go and and places that you have. Oh, yeah. Maybe then you'd have to have color-coded pins. See, there you go. Well, Mm -hmm. we could take it to a whole nother level. But I thought that was just so unique and it's really pretty and it's large. And I mean, this would be one of those statement pieces of art that, uh, you know, we talk about. And very personalized, obviously. Definitely. Definitely. That's a great idea. Very personalized. And you, you talked about scents and candles earlier. And you know how we love the Seda candles? We used to carry those uh, when we had our online store. I found one and in a ceramic urn that's cream colored or white and with gold on it, with gold kind of a toile kind of pattern on it. And it's footed, really beautiful, $29.95. And I'll include the link to it. And it's for the candle. There's a candle in it. But then when the candle is gone... You've got this beautiful little urn you can use for flowers or, you know, for put your pencils in it or something. Oh, nice one. I mean, I love those candles that are really giftable, that really have that extra oomph to them. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe other people do this, but I do this all the time. If I have a candle that's in in a really pretty container... And I think, oh, you know, I could turn that into some sort of bud vase or as you said, like, oh, that would be so pretty to have my pencils in on my desk. When the candle burns all the way down and you don't have any more wick left, then put it in the freezer just for a couple of hours. And then when you take it out, nine times out of the 10, the the remaining wax just – will fall right out into your trash oh, can. Oh, really? Right. Every I'll once in a while, that. maybe you have to stick a butter knife in there and sort of crack it up, and then it'll fall right out. So because it with the uh, cold temperature, it then shrinks a bit and f- comes away from the sides. And then you can just wash out the container and then use it for something else. Oh, that's a great tip. Thank you. That's what we're all about here, babe. Mm. You know, coming at you with the tips. Uh, here's <laughs> one to keep everyone busy. Um a puzzle. 
a really big puzzle, but it's the puzzle of the front page of the New York Times for any special day that you want. Oh, how fun. Right. So like the day someone was born or their anniversary exactly, or something. Exactly. Exactly. So you just tell them what date that you want. It's a 500-piece puzzle. It's $50. Now, I just think of a – we don't do puzzles a lot. When the girls were little, we had puzzles. And then, of course, the puzzle, you know, they would get mixed up and I'd spend, you know, some time between 10 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. trying to figure out which puzzle pieces went in what box. You know, so <laughs> there's a time for puzzles. But when mm-hmm. I think of a puzzle, I always think of some beach house, you know, right on the sand, kind of the screen door slamming. And there's just a puzzle out on the table that, you know, maybe you sit down for 15 minutes or maybe you sit down for three hours and maybe somebody joins you. And it's just kind of like this just thing that is, it has a, it's a source of quiet entertainment, you know, over the course of the time that you're there. And so I was thinking this might, I think I'm going to get one of these. I just can't figure out what date I should get. Now, um, this one's going to be tough though, because I assume it's just black and white. So no, there's not no, as many clues. No, where the pieces go. Well, when you see the link, no, some of the, you know, the New York Times obviously has some pictures on the front, right? So, and then it has, you know, if you're really old, it it may not be color pictures. Oh, I wonder how old it goes. I don't know. I didn't check how far back it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I'm like one for, for Christmas time and my mother-in-law's coming. And I think, I think Edith would like to sit there. I'm not, not my dog, my (laughs) mother-in-law. Just in there and do the puzzle with the girls, and it, the girls might then, you know, stick around a little bit longer without going on their phones. Or go back to Trader Joe's. Maybe they have an advent calendar for your for Edith for the dog oh, for the dog exactly for the dog Edith. Oh well, surely they will all have their stockings filled. Please don't worry about it. Oh no, no, yeah, I, I, I do not care. worry for your doggies. Yes. Okay. How about this? You know how we love preserve. We love the real um, uh, plants. We how love real plants. <laughs> we love real plants. Well, the the good foes we yes. like, but but some of them, you know, are are not the best. So, how about a preserved lemon cypress topiary for less than fifty dollars? So, I found one that's got the rounded rounded topiary, and it's in a a pot, and oh. this is preserved cypress. Oh, that sounds really pretty. Yeah, I think that's another one of those things that would work in a lot of different different style homes. I just saw real lemon cypress um, at my garden center the other day. Is it very vibrant, like almost chartreuse colored? Mm -hmm. Oh, the one that you- No, I mean, it looks like real cypress, but it's just kind of got a slight uh, yellow tint to it. Oh, okay. Because these these real ones were really, I mean, they were so pretty, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I want them around Christmas time because they really looked so- Chartreuse, they were so. Bright. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they're fun. really pretty, uh, and a very um, faint scent of, of lemon. Um, hey, I'm going to recommend my friend Julie's book because it is so beautiful. I'm uh, preparing a blog post on it to share with everyone over on my blog. Uh, but Little Farms. Stead Living is such a beautiful book. I had another look at it the other day as I was taking photos and whatnot. It has a beautiful message about a life well-lived and really inspiring. Um, it's inspiring because they decided to live life on their own terms in this beautiful way, really close to nature. So I recommend it highly. I think it uh, would be a lovely gift. So it's Little Farmstead Living, and it's by our friend Julie Thomas, and I will have the link to that in the show notes. That's the end of my gift Ooh, ideas. I have, Did you have some more? Well, I have one more, and it's a book okay. as well, so that makes sense. It's The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Um, I think I told you guys about my experience in Nashville, how we got I got to see her speak, and then I signed my mom up for her six-month signed book uh, club. And so my mom's getting a book from – her shop, Parnassus Books in Nashville, signed by the author, chosen by Anne. Uh, but you can get her book, her latest book, The Dutch House, which is so fantastic. And I believe if you get there in time, you can get that signed and then sent to yourself or whoever the person you'd like to gift it to. Um, it's it's a really wonderful book. It's a great storyline. I think everyone would really enjoy it. And then you could have it signed. So that's really takes giving a book up to the next level when it's signed by the author, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I love books. So that's nice that we had some books on our list. So do you have a crush? 
Well, I do. And this might make a nice gift too. Oh, perfect. Okay. So this is my last talk of London, but I really did have such a good time <laughs> that it's been, this inspired me when I've been looking at things. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, again, love. No, it's so true. When you travel anywhere, Mm -hmm. I think when you come back, you look at a lot of things through a different lens. You know, your experience has been altered in a good way and enhanced. So it's great. Okay. So I got one of these for myself at Fortnum and Mason. I loved it so much. And I was kind of sad. I thought, well, you know, we really don't have a source for this in the U.S., but actually you can get this on Amazon, and I'll include the link. It is one of the Fortnum and Masons. You know, they have, they call them bags for life. So it's a nice tote that you can use for your groceries or whatever. And if you happen to be in London and it's frayed or it's coming apart or something, you just turn it in and they will give you another one for free. But this one was so cute because it's the Fortnum and Mason. I don't know if you know the color. It's kind of a, um, it's the the green blue. Mm -hmm. And then this one has teapots on it. Oh, darling. Which I love. So it's just very cute and very unique. You're not going to see any, there's not, uh, I don't normally see these here. Uh, so and I thought it was a pretty reasonable price. Obviously they had to, you know, it's going to cost more here because they have to ship it here. But I didn't think it was too unreasonable. I think it was 30 some dollars, something like that for a nice tote bag with padded um, handles. I thought it was really pretty. Oh, lovely. And you'll be the envy of everyone at the grocery store if you're using that. My goodness. Well, yeah, but you could use it for really just toting anything. Yeah. But yeah, I think they would make great bags for the grocery as well. Good call. Okay, mine is a food. Every time I go and get these, I think I should tell everybody about these in my crush. Uh, have you had the Suve egg bites at Starbucks? I mean, they've been out for a while, so this is not a brand new item. But maybe people hadn't uh, thought to give them a whirl. Well, I'm completely addicted to them. And they are so yummy. See, um, they have different varieties. There's the egg white, which is... uh, What? I have no idea what this is. Okay, so... Yeah, you know, like cooking like in suve is like that water. You know, mm-hmm. you I know what that, like that is. Okay. Yeah, so, but I can't picture these eggs. So they're little bites. Are so they so poached eggs? No. So it's it's kind of like scram- I guess they're scrambled. I mean, they're all mixed up, but they just come in these little circles of of the egg. There's no crust. So it's more like frittata and not like quiche because it has no crust. You mean like the egg on the egg McMuffin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Miss Fancy Pants. I don't mean that. No. They're lovely. They're they're fluffy and light. And the egg white one obviously has no yolk, but it has like a little bit of um, pep, uh, red pepper and a few other little things in there. And then there's one with cheddar and bacon. Hello. That's very nice. And then they, I think they have another like spicy one with chorizo or something like that. So definitely if you're into Starbucks, because I have to say, I do pop into Starbucks now and again. Not very often, but I would not go there if I was hungry most of the time because most of the stuff is just you know, empty calories and not even that great. Like their their bagels and stuff kind of ooh, marginal. And even you know, the pastries and whatnot, not for me. But when they introduce these, fantastic. Lots of protein, it, really good for you. And particularly the egg white ones, low in calories. It does sound a lot healthier than most of the stuff there, which is not very healthy Oh, yeah. It's really so, the well, only alternative. So like, well, on, usually on Fridays, if I do my favorite workout class and I'm coming home, I'll treat myself. I'll stop in and I'll get a black iced tea and I'll get that. And um, it's so yummy. It, they'll keep you going all day. It's kind of like oatmeal that way, you know? Oh, well, yes. Yes. I oh, you'll, li- ordered- you'll like that. Well, I ordered oatmeal one time when I was there and they're like, uh, Portage? Like yeah, that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, in London, you mean not a Starbucks? <laughs> Again with the London. Oh Sorry, my God. it's it. Okay, that's it. No, I'm joking. I love it. I love it. Okay, we have. I don't travel much, you know. Well, I'm excited. I'm, don't yeah, we don't get that map then. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, it's not for me. It's not for you. Well, I don't know. You're on a roll. We're going to Greece, aren't we? So here we go. We've got a great question. This is a really good question. 
Julia S., who is a, a fabulous listener and enjoy emailing with her. So she came up with this terrific question. There looks like they're going to be moving for her husband's work and not, not too far off in the future. So she wanted to know, what would we look for in purchasing a new home? Now, I don't think Julia means new like brand new, but right. she could. But I think just new mm-hmm. to me home. Um so what would we look for in purchasing a new home that would make it flexible and charming and that sort of thing? Well, you know, it's interesting that she's asking this question because a friend of mine is looking at houses and she's very particular. Mm-hmm. And one house was dismissed because it didn't have built-in book in, bookcases in the study. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, that's really easily remedied. You know, just hire a good carpenter and that can be built. That's really... It was just kind of sad for me to see her dismiss this one house because I thought, you know, that's really fixable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to keep in mind when you're looking for a house is what can be fixed and what cannot be fixed. So I I hate to say this again, but I really have found this to be true. And that is you, I think the thing I would look for first is it in the right neighborhood, meaning is it where you want it to be? And we love where we are here because we're walking around these very old houses. It's a very old, you know, 100-year-old neighborhood. And uh, so that was really important to us. And if we were in a different neighborhood, we wouldn't have those nice walks. I mean, not that it wouldn't be nice, you know what I mean? But I really wanted to be around the, these this older, older neighborhood. And so the the neighborhood was more important in that way than the actual house. So I think it's easy to get caught up because it was another house I really liked and the realtor was like, mm, she said, you know, that house is nice, but she said, you don't want to, you know, that street's too close to the freeway or it was do this or do that. And um, so, you know, she was concerned about the long term value of the house. So, you know, I think looking at where it is, I think cannot be overemphasized. But once you get past that, for me, the thing that I really wanted the most was a very open living room kitchen. We'd never had a house like that. And so I was very excited about doing that. Now that we have it, I am I love it. And it's the right thing for us. And we really enjoy having the big kitchen because we all like to cook together and there's room for everybody in the kitchen and it's open to the living room. So we can kind of be, one person can be sitting on the sofa and they can be talking to somebody in the kitchen. So that was really critical for me and I, I guess I would say for you to really kind of think about what's important to you, um, because there's probably something that maybe is more important to you than that, that's not important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that's something I looked for, but I would definitely put a list down for yourself. And then if it's missing something that's critical to you to kind of think through, is that something that uh, you can you can correct because a lot of times there's so many things about houses that you can fix, but that location, you just cannot fix that or a small yard or a big yard or the house too big. You know, there's just, you know, those things are pretty set. Yeah. Location, 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 right? So that is a great, uh, you know, starting point for sure. Um, Julia, what I would say is um, I like to look for potential. Uh, in any house that I'm purchasing, uh, no matter the age of the house, you know, so try to have a vision of what the house can be. And I think that's similar to what Anita is saying, particularly with her friend with the bookcase, like, sure, you could have put bookcases in. Um, so the potential of the house, you know, you want to have good bones. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, I would want to make sure that, you know, it's not only structurally sound, but that there was some charming aspects to it, or you could add some charm to it. Um, if it's a real spec house, builder grade, you know, that you're going to take a lot of time and effort to change outdoors and maybe even windows and things like that to maybe make it the way that you would like it. Um, and natural light would be really important to me. So, you know, what, Try to see the house at different times of the day. How is the light coming in? Because I just think that is so crucial um, to you know, your my sense of well being. You know, and just mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. the, your rooms operate and how you gravitate towards certain rooms. Uh, you know, that have more natural light. That would be really important to me as well. You can always add 
charm. You can always add bookcases. Uh, you can change things out, but I wouldn't want to buy a house necessarily. Oh, I mean, that's funny that I'm saying this because we, you know, obviously do pretty much everything here. But here's the thing. What brought me to this house was the amazing bones, the charm and character that it already had. And we had to do a lot of things, but we knew that. Um, so if you go into it with your eyes open, I think it's a great idea. Anita said, you know, make a list of what your priorities are, you and your husband or your family, what are your priorities? And you're probably going to have to give on a few of them because not every house is going to have everything. Um, but yeah. also, Kelly, what you're saying though, if the house is going to need some work, you need to be comfortable with dealing with that. And some people really are not. So if you know that about yourself, then make sure, you know, if you know you don't want to deal with contractors, then don't pick a fixer-upper. Right. Yeah. I mean, and think, oh, well, this will be okay because you're probably not going to like that. No, because, yeah, you have to be uh, ready for that sort of thing. And some people, I mean, maybe someday I'll move to a house where I just bring my toothbrush and I move right in. But I don't think so because I don't like to do it that way. Uh, but I, there's nothing wrong with moving into a house like that. And actually, no, it's kind of appealing. <laughs> so good luck, Julia. Keep us posted on uh, your where you're going and let us know. We would love to see pictures of where you are or, you know, if you need any help with decorating, you know we were here. Now, uh, we wanted to let you guys know, we're not sure when we're going to do it, but during the month of December, we are uh, probably going to offer you a few best of episodes because uh, there's going to be you know, guests visiting our homes or in, in some travel and things like that. And um, we wanted to be able to spend a little bit more time with our families during December. So I hope that you understand that. And I think a lot of you really enjoy going back and listening to some of the older episodes as well. So we'll put in some ones that were crowd pleasers. And um, so you can enjoy them along with at least one new episode every week through the month of December. And I said that I'm not sure when we're going to start that. It may not be towards the uh, until towards the middle or end of December. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Julia, thanks so much for sending in your question. I'm excited for you. I think it's a fun adventure building a new house or not building a new house, buying a new house. Uh, so it's an exciting time, but definitely stressful. And uh, yeah, I think that's, we're, we're excited about spending some time with our families coming up. And as always, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.